My name is Zakira, and you are listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a brand cultivated strategist, a cancer survivor, and a camera saved my life. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories of the very connections that I have as a professional photographer, featuring women that I admire. And lo and behold, you never know, I may interview some of my favorite men. In this podcast, you will learn about professionalism, you'll learn about business, you'll learn about travel, not just to any of the popular places in advance, but even African travelers. I have traveled to 10 countries so far, and now it's my turn to teach you and inspire you to step outside of your country zone. Today's podcast episode is all about entrepreneurship and family life. Today's guest is my good friend, also known as my rich friend, Taisha Bradley. She is the founder of the Rutherford County Black Business Network, and she is the curator of the Hot Chicken and Art Show here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Taisha Bradley is a native of South Carolina. She completed undergraduate at Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina, while she was an undergraduate, she founded the college internship program at Radio One, at the radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina. She then completed her year-long internship and founded a high school internship program and stayed at Radio One as a promotion volunteer until she graduated. After graduation, she moved to Baltimore, Maryland. She lived in Maryland for about 10 years, but she moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee in 2011. Before that, she was the public relations manager at the Maryland School for the Blind. There, she was responsible for all the internal and external communication and led major media coverage for the organization. She also has a master's in communication arts with a focus in advertising and public relations. While she lived in Maryland, that's when she really started her career as an independent publicist, where she assists clients such as small businesses and nonprofits. She then spearheaded um, an international publicity campaign with for Game of Thrones actor Gary Wells, a campaign for the author K.L. Randis, and served as a guest interviewer for IMBD, where she interviewed Angela Bassett. So her uncle uh, was in the music industry, so we just connected. We met through a online business course called 1K One Day by our mentor, Nicole Walters. Aside from the fact that we are neighbors and didn't even know it, I have already been living in Murfreesboro for two years, and we literally live around the corner from each other. We just bonded. We just clicked. We just been able to work together and just kind of meet each other's families and just click. We just bond, you know, we have a lot of similarities, including the fact that we're both married to Africans and the fact that we're both creative entrepreneurs and the fact that we both happen to cross paths in Maryland. I moved to Maryland right after she left. <laughs> so um, this podcast episode, she's gonna talk about the art show that's coming up on April 12th, um, but it's also an annual event so if you don't catch it this year please be sure to catch it next year i will be there photographing she'll also talk about entrepreneurship she'll talk about the importance of incorporating family and having a schedule and meditating the importance of taking care of yourself while also staying in tune in tune to your purpose hi taisha how's it Kara? how are you i'm doing great how Thank are you, you for i'm good i'm good it's a beautiful day it's it almost spring. It's we spring. had a slight scare last night, but uh, oh, the weather. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's spring though. It's March thirty yeah. first. It's coming on. Yeah. So 
Yeah. It's spring. And, and April is a really good month. It's a great month. It's a great month. Yeah. Spring, April, and spring is about renewal and new things yeah. and reinvention. And so, you know, it's been a long, hustling winter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm glad for the month of April and spring. Yeah, and I'm glad that you were on my podcast. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. Well, listen, listen, I was around when this podcast was an idea. (laughs) And so now, here it is. In the fusion, yeah. I am honored to be here. Okay, so (laughs) we're chatting like we know each other, but not everybody knows who you are. So tell me who you are. And what do you do? Um, well, my name is Taisha Bradley, and I am a celebrity publicist and an event curator. And Zakira is my rich friend and also my real friend. So what's we'll, rich we'll, we'll what's talk rich about friend? that. Um, so Zakira and I took a business class together. And when you go through that class together, you know, there's lots of transformations and like mindset and business and kind of the way that you look at things. And you learn that, you know, you can't be a successful business person as an island. And that you need, you know, friends in your corner. Yeah. So rich friend is a term for, you know, someone else who kind of went through that business course. You know, we kind of come out of it. We're all, we're all friends and we are all committed to helping each other out. Yeah. And then there's the word of, of coin collective, which we learned in our course, which is basically like that person who helps you. There's like five different ones, five different kinds. And right. there's that one person that just helps you. But it feels like for us, it's like more than that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, we weren't in each other's coin collectives, though, right? No, I, that's, that's weird. We're neighbors, yeah, though. We, we live in the same proximity. Yeah. yeah, we're in the same proximity, but that's the only reason, that's the base, the base of why we bonded, because we're well, neighbors. Well, yeah, because you reached out to the other people who were in our local area, and that was super important to me, because a lot of, just like me, and a lot of people who live where we live, a lot of people are transplants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard starting over in a new place and trying to make friends, and you're like a whole adult now, yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, it was a good way to, you know, bring us together in the name of business, but, you know, definitely make a full friendship out of it. So we've been doing business and hanging. Yes. (laughs) So speaking of business, your main business right now is Rutherford County Black Business Network. Yes. So I have three businesses, and I can't even say that. I have a main business. Okay. Like, <laughs> they each take turns <laughs> being the star. And so, you know, I'm still trying to juggle, juggle that. But, you know, I, for a long time, I felt like I had to choose something. People make you think you have to choose something in particular. But when you're an entrepreneur and you really want to step out on your own, like, it's really up to you to, to do what makes you happy. And so whatever you choose to do and what makes sense for you is... I mean, it's your thing. Like, you don't have to have permission. So I have three businesses that I'm running simultaneously. Um, a lot of them um, overlap, but, you know, sometimes um, I have to really focus on one, um, especially because, you know, I curate events. So typically, whichever business I have an event that I'm curating usually kind of gets a lot of the juice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right then. Um, so um, I'm a publicist, and I have um, clients. Um, one of my... Um, Big clients and um, my most recent clients is Big V um, of Nappy Roots. So if you remember um, Nappy Roots back in the late nineties, and um, early two thousand, Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, all no po folks. Yep. You know, um, big on so, B. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's one of my clients, and so you know, I work on you know kind of getting media coverage for him and publicity and you know podcast interviews. Uh, TV interviews, you know, pretty much everything. Um, 
but I'm also I curate events and so you know he's gonna pull through for one of my events coming up April 12th 2019 in Murfreesboro Tennessee and it's called the Rutherford County Hot Chicken and Art Show so it's gonna be hot chicken by the Alley on Main which is a fabulous um, popular restaurant here in town they have all kinds of different hot chicken dishes hot shrimp hot pork chops like just hot everything <laughs> um and so they're gonna have the food and then we have um about a dozen local and also touring artists that are going to have art um you know on display they're going to have art on sale they're going to be um doing some live painting it's going to be some auctions um and photographing and photography <laughs> <laughs> we'll have zakira and nayar for did i say right Nayar Photography Services. Going to be doing my, our event photography because you're an excellent photographer, um, specializing in event photography because you do photography at Opryland. Is mm. Opryland? Yeah, Opryland. well, that that is just like my part-time job. Randall but Opryland. ideally, yeah. if I could see myself in the future, yeah, I could yeah. be doing that music. Doing more of that. Yeah, you've done like festivals mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. different things. So, yes, I'm very excited and pleased to have you. It's going to be a circus of art. Like, it's going to be so be crazy. Huge. It's going to be huge. Like, I just have so many tricks up my sleeve and fun things and, you know, just kind of highly, what I call them, highly shareable social moments where you're just going to have to get on your Facebook Live so other have people can see Have to use the it. hashtag. You're going to have to do your pictures. Yeah, you're going to have to use your hashtag, Ruco Art Show, R-U-C-O-A-R-T-S-H-O-W. It stands for Rutherford County Art Show. Um, so it's going to be awesome. We have some... Some kind of famous people there because I'm a publicist. Come on, I gotta you know pull out my list and see who I can get. Right. So um, we have a lot of a lot of stars, people that you'll recognize in the arts community, people that you'll recognize from TV. Um, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. You have a lot to so take it's, pictures of. Now the tickets cost how much? Oh, it's free. How much? It is free ninety nine F R E E. So it's free. <laughs> the only thing that I ask is that you um, that people go online and get a free ticket so that I we can count we can know how many people are coming you know um, to help plan. But this is something that um, I just really want to do to for the community. You know I love the arts. I've worked in and around the arts. I have family members in the arts. Um, one of my family members is, is going to be a touring artist um, that's coming here. Um, so I really support it. I was looking to bring more um, kind of diverse and cultural and fun and social kind of events um, to where I live because we live really close to Nashville which is a big metropolitan area but it's not always like the best drive right, no. <laughs> so you know I think we deserve to have some really cool dope events here and so it was something that I really wanted to do um, it's been well received you know we've got lots of sponsors um, from businesses and from the community so I'm really excited to be able to do this and I hope that everybody comes out um, it's free it's open to all ages um, there will be like wine and beer and so like you know if you're uncomfortable with that around your kids then maybe not but definitely you know come by early it's from 6 to 10 so I say from 6 to 8 you know it's just going to be very family centric yeah, we have we King of Pops Nashville oh, okay. coming with their gourmet um, pop so that'll be pretty Crazy. cool. So we're the kids for the popsicles. Okay. Um, you asked me where it is. It's at the Gateway Village um, on Thompson Lane. It's 804 North Thompson Lane. And we'll be in suites 1A through D. But if you come in through 1B, that'll be the front door. Um, but it's actually three large storefronts um, that are open and undeveloped in the Gateway Village, which is a luxury, like, live, work, play kind of neighborhood. I'm near the hospital um, here in Murfreesboro. 
Um, and so there's, you know, um, doctor's offices there. There's condos and townhomes and coffee shops and, you know, yoga shops. So it's really, really cool. It's like its own little community. Okay. So we'll be right in there. And so the neighbors and the shop owners, they're really excited um, about coming to, you know, check out all the art. And so it's going to be a big deal. That's great. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't heard of it before the event. So I feel like, yeah. you know, after the event, I'll definitely know about it. Yeah, you'll Probably definitely. Go there. Yeah. You know where it is. You just don't know. Just like know where? where? It is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Tom Lane and I know. Yeah, like, you know where Juice Bar is. Yeah, it's in that plaza. Oh, my hairstylist! Shout out to my hairstylist. She, yeah. she's over. Where? She's over there. She said that um, it's salon by JC. That building. oh yeah, so it's, it's yeah. just similar. It's like mm-hmm. you have your own salon within that, and I love mm-hmm. that. It's like you know, support mm-hmm. truly support the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They have their they have rent like that sweets. they can pay. Yeah. But, you know, they don't have to do it on their own, which is, you know. Yeah, make so it you easy. know the area. So it's yeah. super nice over there, yeah. right? It's really walkable. It's really beautiful. Um, we're lucky to have that venue. Okay, so really very excited. nice. Okay, so let's rewind back a little bit. Why did you start? Well, first, I had, it's a two-part question. So first, okay. why did you start the Hot Chicken and Art Show? So let's go back to m- one of my other businesses, the Rutherford County Black Business Network. Um, I started that about um, a- about a year and a half ago um, that it's going on. And initially... So wait, just to make sure we have the years right. This is 2019, so you started it in... 2018. Yeah, like January. Okay, officially. Yeah, like officially. <laughs> like officially, but yeah. it was something I was working on. So initially, I... Um, just had it had it put into my spirit to do a um a, a black owned business directory like to look at all the black businesses and kind of make a directory because I found that it was like a disconnect you know between um like the black business owners here knowing each other and for people knowing which businesses were black owned or not um, I moved here from Baltimore Maryland like 10 years had like 10 years after living there for 10 years and you know in that maryland dc virginia area that's like a whole thing you know there's a black pages and you can find businesses you just kind of know and i just found that there was a disconnect here and i was like oh maybe i'll do that you know it'll be a little community service project you know in my heart um and then i um I had a mentor who kind of, you know, pushed me a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. Um, her name is Lisa Rouse. She owns Borough Town Cakes um, here locally. And she's going to be at the event. She is going to be at the art show. She initially was going out of town to see her grandbabies. And so I was like, well, listen, I understand that. Yeah, so yeah. that's fine. But they are leaving the day after the art. So it's just, she, she, she's able to come. So she is like the, a neighborhood superstar. Like everybody knows Miss Lisa. Everybody loves Miss Lisa. She's super fun. So she's like one of my stars <laughs> nice. that is going to come. Um, and so they make fabulous um, desserts and also cakes. And yeah. um, also breakfast and lunch. She has like a couple of locations. Um, she's actually consolidated her locations into one huge one. Did you know that? I saw that you yeah. shared the article. I saw yeah. that. That was great. That's yeah. Great. Great so she had business. two spaces. So yeah. now the spaces are going to be one. And then mm-hmm. she also has like a separate kind of mm-hmm. consulting mm-hmm. Um, center mm-hmm. for if you want to, you know, get like a custom cake or a wedding cake. Mm-hmm. It's like a studio. Oh, yeah, the cake so because. Listen, so I'm going to like go all the time for the tastings. <laughs> like, just because. <laughs> I'm going to do a tasting for like every event. She's uh, like, you were here last month. It's just a good day. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me taste the next month's flavors. Um, so, yeah, so she just kind of encouraged me. And so um, I put together um, a list. I reached out to um, a lot of like the black business owners. And they would give me other people's names. And, you know, I was trying to put it together. Um, And so when I was looking into creating a directory, um, it was going to be pretty expensive for what I was trying to do. And I was going to have to hire someone. And it was going to be like $1,500 in programs, like minimum. And so it was just 
I was not about that life just yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I put all of the people into a Facebook group, you know, who were interested. Send them a message, send them to a Facebook group. And I'm like, all right, so the directory is not happening right now, but, you know, I'm going to figure it out. So in the meantime, you know, hey, everyone kind of like mix and mingle, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then after a while, you know, we started being interactive. I started doing kind of like business challenges, you know, just trying to keep the people engaged until I figured out what I was doing. Um, so then I got to the point, you know, I'm like, well, you know, while I have you all here, like, what, what would you like from me? And so they wanted, um, they wanted more opportunities to showcase their businesses. Um, they wanted um, more opportunities to like network with other businesses. And then they wanted like some social kind of events. And I was like, well, listen, I could do that because <laughs> I was very um, active, like around town, you know, in the community with you know, being a, right and being um, working for like nonprofits. So I did a lot of event planning. I've learned work for a lot of nonprofits locally, you know, playing a lot of galas and fundraisers. And, you know, it's kind of what I did as a career. And I really do like that. Um, but then, you know, I also like my marketing and PR. But, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like an event season, you know, I was kind of on a roll. And so that's what people kind of wanted from me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I did like a little, a little something, you know, kind of here and there. Um, I did an event. I partnered um, with a gentleman out of Nashville, Sean Witzel, who had this event called Dashikis and Daiquiris. And so I partnered with him because we were working together um, on a, on a theater production (laughs) that I was doing theater marketing for. Um, So we had a rapport. So I asked him, you know, would you mind doing this event here where I live so we can come and, you know, have a good time? So he was like, well, do you want to do it together? And I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) So um, we did Dashikis and Daiquiris. It was a, um, a reception, um, an artist reception for my cousin who was in town. Um, She's also going to be at the Hot Chicken and Art Show, um, April Neely. And so I just kind of want to do like a little fun kickback kind of thing after her, you know, um, artist opening. Um, but she's not from here. I'm not from here. We don't have like a ton of friends. You know, mm-hmm. some people came, but I was like, well, if we do this kind of like together, then surely all his friends will come, you know, and the people who normally come and mm-hmm. we'll make it free and invite like whoever wants to come, you know, anybody who's like into the arts and just wants to chill and, you know, kind of, we did the kind of like a Wakanda theme a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. you wore your dashiki yeah. or you could buy one at the door. Um, we had art, we had um, like live paintings, we had um, vendors. Um, and we had um, food on site, and so um, that went over really well, and that was kind of like the thing that kind of planted. People were like, that was pretty cool. Like, what's next? Yeah. Um, and so events are what I have continued to do, whether I'm doing publicist business or whether I'm working with the Black Business Network. And then I also, um, my third company yeah. <laughs> is Brunch Money, okay. which is my events company um and the way that brunch money is different from the events that i do for the black business network they're usually kind of more social events more family friendly events um brunch money is definitely kind of more social um it appeals to the urbanpreneur lifestyle you know the urban entrepreneur um so you know it's it's grown and you know classy but it's also you know it may be some cursing and some some, some Hennessy at a brunch money event you know and the way that I came up with the name brunch money is that I really love like brunch culture and brunch lifestyle you know it is all about like good food leisure community and have an expendable income. And, like, I can get down with all of those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I said I want to be successful in business. And I want to have a great life. And at the end of the day, I want to have a little brunch money. <laughs> so it. that's how I came up with brunch money. So And so the Hot Chicken and Art Show, I'm, I'm doing that. That's my first event that I'm officially doing um, under brunch money. Okay. 
Very nice. So, yes. Very nice. Okay, so you mentioned um, now all your events, all, pretty much for the most part, all your events are family-oriented. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have a family. You know, I have a husband. I have two boys. Um, they are, my oldest is almost 12, and my youngest is two. Whoa. Going on a three-nager. Whoa. Like, <laughs> what happened between that? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of hanging out, chilling, working. Yeah, so I have a significant gap between my little ones. And so it's just interesting being, you know, an entrepreneur and, you know, choosing now to kind of go really hard and heavy, especially when I have, like, a two-year-old on my case. But listen, he won't be two forever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then he'll be like my 12-year-old mm-hmm. and in this room for half a century, and I can hardly get him out. So mm-hmm. I'm just figuring it out and enjoying it. And when I can take him with me, you know, to kind of do work things I do, um, sometimes, most of the time I can't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I rely on my hubby to kind of tag me out and, you know, wrangle, wrangle the kids, you know, while I'm out doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think it's important for a family life to be incorporated with work? Because it's going to incorporate itself whether you like it or not. So, you know, if you don't have some kind of control over it, you know, it can get to be bad. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, like, we could go, like, nonstop and not care about anything or anybody. Like, you can just put us in a closet with a computer, you know what I mean? And we'll see you when winter is over. (laughs) So, you know, you really have to be conscious about how much you're working. And even even like me, when I am at home, I feel like, okay, because I'm a mom and I am at home with my kids, you know, that's great. But, like, am I present? (laughs) Am I always at the computer? And, you know, kind of doing, cooking something and going to sit back down. So, you know, but... I feel like it's not forever, you know what I mean? Right now, I'm just kind of building and growing and figuring it out, and some things that I'm doing right now is probably not the best idea, but I'm like, all right, well, I need to fix it, you know? So now I do things like schedule particular work hours, and I'm firm about it. And so I always read where people like, schedule hours, and I do, and I just kind of whine. I'm like, well, this is my work hours. But, like, I'm serious, like 12 to 3. Uh, my work hours, I don't care what's going on. If you don't want to take a nap, that's fine. But you stay in your room <laughs> from 12 to 3, you know. So everybody kind of knows 12 to 3 is the, my, I'm not joking around, like, I'm trying to work. And it made me feel um, very much more in control. That as soon as I wake up in the morning, you know, I don't have to, you know, um, go into, like, my work routine or start worrying about that. You know, I can kind of chill out. I can fix breakfast. I can straighten up a little bit and still know that I'm not, I haven't lost the day. You know what I mean? Because 12 to 3, you know, I have those three hours for sure that I can bang some things out. And I usually get a lot done in there because I'm just kind of thinking in my mind what I need to do that day mm-hmm. and what I want to work on, you know, while I'm having the rest of my day. So I'm not just, like, at the computer, like, oh, all right, so what am I going to do or, you know. So there's a... Um... There's a, well, there's a thing. It's a thing about your best hours. Um, some people have to take a quiz about it because they really don't know, but some people really have to think about it. Like, what time are you, like, not distracted, not groggy, never, not never. thinking about anything else? I'm always those. Yours, you think yours is always? Yeah, really? but I. But you know what? But it's about figuring what out my, because that's the toddler's nap time. Uh huh. So you know what I mean. So that's his nap time. That's the time that I don't have to kind of jump up and get a juice or jump up and change the channel or mm-hmm. you know stop and do a potty run. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so would I rather be asleep from twelve to three? Yes. Would I rather be at lunch with Zakira? Yes. But like I know that that's like my coast is clear time. 
And it and when I do that, like the mommy guilt goes way, way mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. which is important to mm-hmm. me, you know. So I feel like I accomplished that, you know, I did what I, I got stuff done, mm-hmm. you know. And I wasn't distracted and all irritated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that if I don't do anything else for the rest of the day, I got three hours worth of stuff done. Yeah. And I can usually get, like, maybe two things done in an hour. Yeah. So that's, like, what, six things that I got done? In a week, six, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by a day, that's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, if I get six things done a day and I do six days a week because five is not realistic. Mm-hmm. Not sure, but that's mm-hmm. 36 things. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of what, the, what we call receipt. We had to learn about that, how to yeah. celebrate the small win, the small thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I think if you don't keep up with what you do or what you get accomplished, you will never feel like you got anything done. But, like, if you pay attention, you know, um, I started using Todoist. Which I've is like an online, um, like a to-do list, like a list. I've only heard of it because I have an Amazon Echo. Mm. I mean, uh yeah, Amazon Echo, mm-hmm. and, and they were like, you want a to-do list? Mm-hmm. You can do it with to-do it. And I'm like... Yeah, I really like that. To-do is got me together. So I've tried, you know, like Trello and Asana and all those things, but, like, I just need something kind of simple and simplified, and it really is just, like, kind of like an online to-do list, but I like it because... You know, you can make, like, projects and the, the to-dos in the projects. So, I like, I have one for home because, you know, mm-hmm. I forget that it's I was going to do this, you it's know, or I was going to do that. So, I have, like, my list for home. And then I also have an assistant now. Hallelujah. Shout mm-hmm. out to Latoya Griffin. <laughs> She's been getting me together. But in, in that to-do is you can also, like, assign something. Mm-hmm. So, I can assign her something in my list. Mm-hmm. And she'll just get, like, a notification. And yeah. she'll just do it. And then when she's done, she checks it off. And I'm like, oh, well, she did that. Yeah. So, it's great, you know, because I can assign her to, like, a whole project. Just kind of see what I'm working on. But, you know, if she wants to get some hours in, she can, she can just go to my list and see, like, the things that I need to do and just do stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. you know, and it's checked off. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't have to do that. Like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so, you know, finding tools that work for you, even if it needs to be something really simple. Yeah, because, for example, for me, I've been using, I've combined it between work and personal, but I discovered, I guess when I first really started using smartphones, I discovered an app called Color Note, and it's, mm-hmm. it's on your um, phone. So the only thing is that um, it can sync through... Um, you can sync it to your email, mm-hmm. but even if you don't have data, even if you're trying to work on airplane mode, mm-hmm. um, I use that. I share it with my parents, so it's, at least mm-hmm. it's easy enough. Mm-hmm. You can choose what color you want or calendars yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so that's what works. It for sounds me. similar. Yeah. Yeah, something that can keep you kind of organized and streamlined, and especially something on the go. Yeah. Because, you know, like entrepreneurs, you know, we always have these ideas. Yeah. But, you know, either we go away and just start working on them, yeah. you know, automatically. Or we kind of be like, ah, oh, that's a good idea. Let me remember that. And then we kind of forget later. Or, you know, we're trying to make ourselves remember. But I so I find that, you know, like if I just brain dump in my list, then I don't feel like, you know, oh, what was that I was trying to remember? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So what do you feel has, well, we did start talking about um, item, but what else do you feel has kind of helped you the most to juggle all these hat that you wear i would say that's a, that's a loaded question actually so back in yeah i would say in 2016 
I just decided that, you know, I just wanted to level up kind of yeah. just like in life and just in general and kind of live this life. You know how when you're younger, you have this life where that you, you know, think you're going to have and yeah. it's all planned out. And I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to yeah. jog the neighborhood. Yeah. I'm going to go to yoga, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. really in actuality, you kind of wake up, you know, overslept. You're jumping up. You're running. You're getting kids ready. You're letting the dog out. Like. Yeah. So, you know, and it starts becoming like a groundhog day thing. And I just did that for so long because I went right from college into corporate, you know, kind yeah. of life. And so I just, I just been in the rat race in the hamster wheel for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like I've left the workforce before and kind of slowed down, but like, I'm a working girl. Like I like to be working and doing stuff. But then when I go back to work, it's the the hamster wheel again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, there has to be something besides nothing and the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I figured that I would just kind of learn how to be still. You know what I mean? Just kind of like enjoy life instead of running, running, running and just kind of be more present. And so then I discovered meditation on Periscope. And so I started meditating, you know, watching this um, thing on Periscope. And then I kind of got into meditation. I kind of got good. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, kind of cool. And so, you know, it just got me interested, you know, and kind of into like a different kind of way and a lifestyle. And then, you know, you start to learn about the chakras and, you know, being calm and breathing. And so I just started to learn about that, you know, and I feel like that helped me, you know, to to kind of slow down and put things into perspective and kind of be try to be more present and try to listen more because I did realize, you know, you know, it just sounds very cliche, you know, people like, oh, you know, you need to listen and the answers will come to you. And I'm like, waiting, waiting. But Any day now. But you can't have that <laughs> attitude. You know yeah, what I mean? You just have to be like perceptive to it. it. Yeah. And things will just kind of like line up if you pay attention. Yeah. But if you're always running, 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 you know, you're on your own mission, you miss it. So, you know, I tried to, to start to learn how to slow down and listen for things and, you know, go by things like intuition, you know what I mean? Which seems pretty kind of like abstract and objective but it's so real you know what i mean how often do we get the i don't know about this kind of thing and then later on you like ah i knew it yeah so you just gotta learn how to go with that yeah so i will say that you know i just kind of tried to work on my in in work inside out Mm -hmm. you know to kind of change and i just feel like things just kind of started lining up and doors started opening (laughs) you know it just kind of made it it didn't make the, the you know the journey easier but it just makes it like less painful yeah <laughs> so i've said that yeah. i've changed a lot um since then and, and so has my business like exponentially since i started trying to be like more mindful and <laughs> okay. kind of going with things that's another thing with like business like it's not gonna go exactly how you want it to but, you know, usually if it goes off course, you know, it usually adjusts, it writes itself in a way that you weren't even thinking of, you know. Yeah. So you just got to kind of give your business um, and your business ideas the opportunity to kind of develop mm-hmm. and turn into kind of what it's going to be and adjust with that. Because it's nothing worse than like building or crafting something that you put like your heart and your soul and your back into. And then people are like, mm, yeah, I'm not really interested. It's not quite what I was looking for. You know yeah. what I mean? It's sometimes you got to kind of let your audience tell you what they're looking for and then you kind of uh, you know kind of adapt to that where else we can find you on the web and what services you offer Ooh, okay so online i have a website it's taishabradley.com it's my first and last name it's t-a-i-i-s-h-a 
B-R-A-D-L-E-Y.com. And that's my main website. And I have a tab on there called Company. And listen, hopefully by the time that you listen to this, I'll have added brunch money to it. But I have that page hidden because, you know, like I wasn't quite ready to come with it. But again, like I say, like your audience will let you know what they want. And so... And when they want it. And when they want it. So they wanted kind of brunch money because the art show thing, you know, kind of happened. So anyway, if you go to Company, so it'll say um, like celebrity publicist. So you can see what I do as a publicist. And it'll also say... Um, uh, Black Business Network so you can learn about the Rutherford County Black Business Network and then you can also learn about brunch money um, so I have my three different businesses on my page but you'll see how they kind of you know kind of work together um, and so then I'm on social media as at Taisha Bradley or Taisha Bradley MA which stands for Master of Communication Arts <laughs> which was my master's degree so it's not Taisha Bradley Ma <laughs> it's MA um that sound that flow though. I know you, you I have know. a love for big you have a love for hip hop. Yeah, I do. So it could be like that young flow. but but it's like Taisha Bradley MA, you know, not my like young MA. <laughs> People yeah, say yeah, young yeah. MA. Yeah, so same thing, MA, like young MA. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that before now. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel now and I didn't even really mean to, so it's mostly like podcast interviews, okay. you know, kind of that I've done. Um, and so what's so funny is that my youngest brother, um, well, not my youngest brother, my middle brother asked me, I can't remember what, I said something on Facebook. He was like, what are you doing? Are you doing a YouTube channel? I like, I thought he was trying to joke with me. And I was like, no, I would never. <laughs> but guess what? I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, because I'm thinking like I have to make videos for YouTube to have a YouTube channel. But no, like if you've done live interviews or anything like yeah. online just put them all into like on to your own channel you know yeah. like in a playlist and you can have a youtube channel yeah that make that like your portfolio make that your website yeah mm-hmm. so i have a youtube channel um yeah and that's it where, where is it where can i find it i want to watch your video i don't know oh so just... <laughs> you know i'm into it i don't <laughs> so know just search name. my name yeah okay. just search my name on youtube okay and so yeah <laughs> and you can see like some of my brunch money um marketing videos for different things as well so I put those in there okay so yeah and then um what I do yeah like as a publicist because you know I do three things well you're a multipreneur <laughs> what's the word the nickname yeah, is multipreneur a so multi-passionate entrepreneur um yeah so I my main business like I still I wanted to be a publicist when I grew up like I I was on Target, like I went to school for it. I got a um, Bachelor of Science degree in Integrated Marketing Communications. Like I got a radio station um, internship in promotions. And then I went straight to work in nonprofit and PR. Like I had a plan, a mission. Like I knew that I wanted to be a publicist and and I went for it and I did it. Um, And so that will always be like my main trade. You know, that'll always kind of be the, it's the most lucrative, <laughs> you know, basically of all the things that I do because, you know, you have a reta- clients like on retainer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And whether you work 10 hours a month or 100 hours a month, like the check still comes, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times it's just kind of uneventful, but I'm almost always pitching, you know, and looking for media opportunities and business opportunities for my clients. But I think it's like, it's really fun and cool. You know, it can be intense because it's so um, public, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially if you have a high client profile, you know, who's in the media, like it can be difficult, but I mostly focus on, um, getting media coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there's, um, I used to work in like, um, 
you know, when, when things happen, crisis management kind of things, but it's just really intense and just kind of heavy. And nowadays you just need legal anyway. So I focus mostly um, on, you know, getting the media opportunities, um, turning social media influencers um, into TV stars, <laughs> you know, that kind of transformation. And a lot of my clients um, tend to outgrow me. You know, they kind of start off at one level and then they kind of, you know, get pushed up and then they kind of make it, they get a deal, you know, and then they go to like a major network or, you know, kind of major platform and, you know, and they leave me because, you know, when you get, when you blow up, you know, you have your own team, you know, through like the networks and the staff and, you know, the um, the record companies. But, you know, they, they always remember me. <laughs> you know, always make sure I have a good seat. And it's kind of like my, my mission, my purpose, you know. A lot of times it's hard for people, you know, you kind of get to a certain level and then you kind of get stuck and, you yeah. know, you're at, at the top of the bottom, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't kind of cross. Yeah. And so, you know, my purpose is to kind of help people cross that yeah. sometimes. So, you know, I feel more like a proud mother when they leave me as opposed to like, dang, you know, I've lost a client because there's always somebody else, you know, coming right up through the ranks. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Taisha. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I have to interview you on your podcast. You think you're going to get away with not getting interviewed? Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> See, that's, my, that's my thing. Like, I come on people's podcasts and I'm like, listen, we'll come back and interview you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. have another podcaster who okay. I'm like, I'm going to crash the show and interview okay. you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. Be sure to share with your friends and suggest any topic that you want to be talked about.